Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 145 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Dave Linton. Dave's an innovator, social entrepreneur, thought leader, mentor of social enterprises, motivational speaker, and the founder and managing director of multi-award winning Madlug Community Interest Company, which won the Social Enterprise UK Consumer Facing Award in 2018. Prior to beginning his journey with Madlug, Dave was a youth worker for over 20 years. And for the past three years, he's also become heavily involved in mentoring and raising awareness of social enterprises. Following a hugely successful crowdfunding campaign with Madlug over the summer of 2017, Dave was given opportunity to have brunch with Sir Richard Branson in what was a great opportunity to share the story of Madlug with a global business leader. Dave's extremely passionate about using Madlug to influence a new young generation of social entrepreneurs. So in today's podcast, we'll discuss Dave's journey starting the Madlug social enterprise. We'll discuss opportunities for social entrepreneurs, and Dave will share his thoughts on the future of social enterprise and what can be done to drive the sector forward. So Dave, thanks very much for joining us. Good to be with you. It is. It's nice to hear that you're sitting in Ireland and I'm sitting in Australia and we can talk on opposite ends of the world. So to get things started, Dave, could you please share a little bit about your background and what led you down the path of social enterprise? Yes, well, as you as you previously previously mentioned that I'm a I was a youth worker for 20 years and and for me, um, I just love young people. I love helping people. And for the last 15 years of my youth work career, I was so so interested in organizational structure. I was so interested in in being intentional and being visionary. And for me, the the reality was that that I always was attracted to business, but I wasn't attracted to really make money. Mm. I wasn't hungry for money. I was hungry to help people. And so for me, that's really what kept me out of business for so long. But then social enterprise gave me a way that actually um, I'm able to do business and I'm able to help people. So I make money purely to help people. And, and that for me is my background of how I've ended up. And it's, so the youth work was the, the kind of helping and the learning of the organizational stuff that then took me into the place of social enterprise. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about Madlug then and what it was that brought you to founding this particular social enterprise. Yes. Yeah, so my, my wife and I are adoptive parents and um, we had basically foster placement as well from we were, were first married mm. and it had come to an end. And we had a space in our in the house we were living in to to do more fostering, but we had had a little break, and we had moved into a different location in Northern Ireland. So we had to go right back to the very start. And it was in 20, 2014 we were doing that. And I remember going to the the training classes. And week four they talked about children and care moving, 
And I heard a story of a young girl at that training course. And she told her story, which was, when we move, the local authorities don't give us um, suitcases. Sometimes foster carers will loan us suitcases. But quite often, our belongings are moved in black plastic bin bags and we lose mm. our dignity. And so it was in that moment, I was so moved. I was in tears. I, I just felt like, I've got to fix that. Yep. And, and that started the whole journey of, well, how, how, do I, how do I start that? Um, do I go to my young people I was working with and collect their old secondhand bags to, to give them to the local authority? And that would have fixed the problem. However, the, the reality is these kids have huge value, worth, and the right to be treated with dignity yep. and to be given a proper bag. So as, as I started to think through, well, how do I do that? The clear model was to set a charity up and, um, and fundraise and give new bags to these kids. But I, in myself, the, the thing I didn't really like about youth work was fundraising. It was the thing that, that didn't really fit who I was, my skill base, um, or skill set. And, and also, you know, to run a few marathons, I was never the physique to do that. So, um, the idea of that wasn't really kind of my thing. And I'd previously read the Tom Shoes, um, Blake's book on, um, start something that matter or do something mm. that matters. And that inspired me and, and left me kind of interested in, using business to do good and i thought well i wonder could i do this with bags how do i get a new bag to a kid well if i sold a bag because people need bags and every time i started to think this through the more people i saw that carrying backpacks and carrying bags in there every day i thought well people are buying this so could we generate the funds from what people are buying to give a bag to to a child and it was really at that moment that i started madlog um, make a difference luggage and it was as I was saying to you earlier that I didn't really know much about social enterprise yeah so it was in that moment that I started Madlug and make a difference luggage and basically a bag company that we could sell bags so we could give bags to these incredible children mm. it's a great story Dave and I'm sure you've come up against a lot of challenges in founding the social enterprise so what have those challenges been for you and how have you worked your way around them I think the what I've learned is the challenges always become the opportunity mm. but at the time they're challenges so for me starting off in, in Northern Ireland, we are not really a, a company that, that has created brands that we wear. We are importers of brands. Yeah. And, um, so from the States, from Europe, and um, from the UK, we import what we, what we wear. And so I was faced with this thing of this great idea. However, culturally, it was something that we didn't do. And, um, so it was trying to get people to support what we were doing. So there was the financial issue. I remember coming home to my wife and saying, look, you know, I have this great idea, and she went, it's a great idea, but we can't risk all our finance in this. Mm. And I remember talking to friends, and it was a great idea, and they were nodding their heads and saying, yeah, yeah. But I had the reality where I didn't have finance. I was a youth worker. I had enough to pay my bills, didn't have big savings. Yeah. And um, I remember all I took was 500 pounds. Hmm. And the 500 pounds was basically the initiation cost to get the logo designed. Wow. And forty percent up front, and um, and I just went with it. How I ended up with the rest of the money was was that my mentor from a social enterprise program that I was on. I was as a as an entrepreneur, I was dri driving way ahead faster than my mentor. And the program was coming to an end. There was about three days left. Yeah. 
of mentoring. And um, he said, look, it's clearly obvious that you've had, you know, a lot of time with your design company and designing your, your logos and your brand. If you get them to invoice me, I'll pay the rest of the bill. <laughs> and that was the, the end of it. And then we went live with um, no stock apart from the, the samples that I was holding and said, look, guys, if you order today, it may take us three weeks and we'll, we'll, we'll get through. So the first day we got enough orders to, to place our first order. Mm-hmm. And then we just kept reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting. The reality was we, I couldn't afford to, the risk of doing a, a crowdfunder because at my age with no business background, no family had had business background, um, it would have been a complete failure if it, if we hadn't have raised the money mm. and it would have been a, a stop to the whole dream yeah. and 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 fixing the problem of black bin bags. So I needed really to, to show that this worked, to work hard. So finance was a big challenge. Um, then moving on from finance, and we saw this was starting to work, the other challenge really as his, was loneliness as a leader mm. um, in that I love being around people. I am in, inspired by people and you're, you're starting to get, you know, beyond just the idea and you're starting to see it work, but yet you're still on your own work in it until you can afford to bring other people around you. Yeah. And for me, the loneliness was at times I, I could give up, could give up. But, but every time I went to give up, I got a letter a little bit of encouragement from a young person in care who had received the bag, or I got, you know, um, a story from a social worker who had given a bag, and it was or a customer who is so inspired by buying a bag, and and that left me this in this place of, you know, well, no, I'm, it's worth it. I'm going to do it, and I stepped in the next day, and then I saw growth, and that's that was the the kind of. Um, but those were the two main challenges: finance, but I think because we had no finance. We have a better business today because we didn't go too far into buying too big a premises, too many people, hired too much stock bought. Yeah. And the, the loneliness has taught me how to get deep and how to 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 keep the right mindset every day. Mm. To keep because of those loneliness moments are um, you have a mindset that you have to say, Right, let's move on, let's get past this. Yeah. And let's go. Yeah, completely. There's some great learnings there, Dave. So what changes have you seen in, in the social enterprise sector since you began Madlug in 2015? And what do you believe can be done to drive the sector forward? What I've seen in social enterprise is there are more people doing it in the last few years. So in Northern Ireland, for instance, we were the first one-for-one business to, to be here in Ireland. Hmm. And now we're seeing that because we have done it, because it's worked, it is inspiring many others to do it. So it's becoming nearly uh, everyone's thinking the one for one is the, the, the way to do it. Our social enterprise is the, the way to do business. Yeah. So I think there's more people doing it. I get excited because I think it's more natural in younger people in that they think socially to start mm. with rather than just a little add on. Yeah. So I get really excited to see the youth growing into this. And I think that it will, it will move most. Um, social enterprise, um, most businesses into a more social enterprise model going forward mm. uh, as they take leadership roles within them. But I think in that we're becoming more confused in the last three years of, as I've seen a little bit more confusion of what is social enterprise mm. uh, because there, there's so many, we're a community interest company, but you can be a private company with this, you know, aims and objectives and your memorandums yeah. and, and giving your profits away. There's the B Corp stuff coming in. Yep. There's 
and I, I think we're, we're ending up with a, with a strive where there's lots of people using language of social enterprises to, to sell product, but not necessarily driven all the time. Yeah. So I, I think there's a, there's a coolness with it that's bringing and people are taking advantage of it sometimes yep. to, to grow business faster um, that way. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a nice carrot, but actually it's harder than probably business without social impact. Mm, yep, completely. It's funny because I'd, I'd make the same observations about the sector here in Australia. In many ways, there's a sort of a continuing ongoing debate around the definition of social enterprise, but we're also seeing a lot of people, in essence, claiming to be in the space, although they might be a, you know, a pretty typical business uh, donating one or two percent of their profits towards a cause. Yeah. So it's funny how the social washing can sort of creep in as well, right? Yeah, and it's leaving it. It's leaving it challenged. Uh, you know, the, those who are pure and those who are genuine. It's challenging us to. I mean, it, in some ways, it's a positive because it's making us sharper. We've got to compete on a business footing as much as any other business. Mm. But it just concerns me that that sometimes I think the the real learner will be in what we've seen the last three four years of growth in the space is how many of them will be nailing their colors to social enterprise yeah. in three years time mm. or will they have social enterprise got out of social enterprise and you know no longer part of the community yeah um, um you know taking advantage of it however the good positive side of it all is that there's more help being done more money being generated to give away so whether it's pure or not pure, there, you know, it's, something's being done more than what was done before. Yeah. We're, we're moving more into a social mindset than just a pure capitalist mm. mindset. Yeah, completely. So what advice then would you give, Dave, to, to the listeners out there who are keen to start their own social enterprise, but perhaps they're finding it a little bit hard to take the leap? My advice is, is simply this. Find your black bin bag story. So there's lots of great social need out there, homelessness, kids in care system, older people who are in nursing homes, whatever. There is lots and lots of social need out there and you can be so broad, but it's mm-hmm. finding the, it's finding the thing that nearly seems insignificant. It's finding the, the, because I think that's the significance in, in, in making social enterprise work for them. Yeah. So if, for me, it was the black bin bag story and the bigger kids in care story. Mm. so that really keeps me focused that that's what we're about so when people come and say well are you going to become a fashion brand beyond bags we go no because our social story is we started to because no child in care should carry their life in a bin bag so we're focused on how do we get bags to kids in care Mm. that is our part to play yeah and we'll play alongside some of the others now if another bin bag story comes as the in the journey of madlug then we start another thing. So I would say, if if it's homelessness, look for the thing that really gets. It's nearly like putting something in your stomach and just, yeah, I've got to fix that. Yeah. And don't start until you've got that. Mm. So if, if you're if you're moving to, um, we'll use homelessness because it's a global problem. Is if 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 homelessness is you're getting a a, a desire to, or a need to fix something or help. Keep going and keep every day looking for that one thing mm. because that one thing is what makes you unique. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say don't start before you've got that because you'll, you'll, you'll get lost in the, in the crowd where everyone's doing the same thing. Mm. 
It's really interesting advice and very sound advice. I mean, it's obviously worked strongly for you, Dave. So when it comes to measuring and communicating your impact then, what do you think that are the keys to doing this as a social entrepreneur? Well, for, for me on the Mad Log story, it says how many bags can I generate to give to children in the care system? So mm-hmm. there, in the UK, there are 90,000 kids in care. Uh, one child's moving every 15 minutes. Wow. Uh, many of those children are carrying their belongings in either flimsy plastic bags or black plastic bags. Yep. And what we've found out um, since starting is that they many of them often feel lost in a care system, that nobody cares, everybody's paid to care. Yeah, foster carers, social workers, and so forth. So for me, it's it's simple: is the more bags I can get to these kids that have a message on it that says you're incredible, value, worth, dignity, which is what's on our bag that we give the kids. Mm. Then that for me is a measurement of impact because I know that 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 works. We've also had lots of feedback from young people who have received them, um, stories of just being blown away, the fact that somebody cared who didn't know me. Yeah, um, and they're using that kind of language, and and you can anybody listening can check our blogs, and there's an amazing letter we got. Um, I got it one of those times of being lonely, uh, from a kid in care, handwritten to us, and you'll see the impact. So that's how we measure. The other thing is is what has changed for for me is it started off by just giving a bag to kids in care. How do we give bags? But what we have realized is this: the impact of um, people carrying mad lug bags. So the more we become um, the brand for children in care, and even those who haven't received the bag, if they start to know that anyone around the world carrying mad lug bags, they say, well, that person cares for me. That person cares for me. That person believes that I'm incredible. And so for me, that's also the impact that I know that that, that story of feeling lost, and yet somebody who hasn't got the power or the ability or the because of the child protection issues can actually just wear a product and say, we care. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So for me, that's how we measure measure our impact. We're still growing in this whole space. It's it's that that would be the biggest challenge I think in, in social enterprises. You've got to really run a business, and business is hard work on its own. Mm. And then you're, you're like setting up a charity yep. mindset of giving, and 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 it's so you're running two things. I think it's it's not social enterprise is not an easy option. It's probably a harder option. Yep. But it has it has a lot more impact. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's some great advice, Dave. So what inspiring organizations or projects have you come across beyond Madlug that you believe are, are creating some fantastic positive social impact? Yeah, this this is a hard one to answer because there is so many. Yeah. Like I last year I had the privilege of going to the Social Enterprise World Forum and that blew me away of the it took me outside of social enterprise just being a UK thing. Yeah. And my knowledge of it just being a UK thing to being a global thing and to, mm. to hear stories of people in Canada who were running um, employment recruitment agencies, making money and giving people hope with jobs to, you know, hearing stories of people using um, beer to basically give clear water, or clean water to, to people in, in development countries. It was just um, phenomenal. But I think for me, locally, I have to have to do a wee shout out for some of our local because mm. starting kind of on this run of um, social enterprise in a country that we're we're seeing a lot of growth in with social enterprise, there's, there's one that's called AEL. And um, they are basically Ireland's first ethical water 
and um, and so it's traceable water in bottles that you know for drinking, and they're now into nearly all the hotels, and they're they're, they're just phenomenally growing, hmm. and you can trace trace where it came from, the the route it's taken. Um, but I what I love about the organisation is it started a number of years ago as a charity working with people with disabilities, hmm. and it was a, it was around about the quarter million turnover and, and but struggling purely funded, and they've turned the whole thing into this into this amazing social enterprise. The water is only one aspect of it, yeah. But you know, I run this thing off mixed workforce and and having the benefits to disadvantaged young people to work with people with disabilities. And so they operate in like a third, so third um, disabled workforce, a third who have really had a rubbish life, yeah. and a third of um, professional workforce. And um, that that organisation has grown. In fact, it won the um, Social Enterprise of the Year in the Northern Ireland space mm. um, last year. And so I'm really excited about that. I love I love just watching that. But it's unfair to the others because there's so many great things happening across the world today. Yeah, absolutely. So to finish off then, Dave, after sharing those those examples, what are some inspiring books that you'd recommend to the listeners? Yeah, I want to give you one book today, and I think that um, this has been so key. It's a book called, and it's not on the social enterprise space, but I think a social enterprise is built around story. Yeah. Story of where it's come from to what it wants to do and the impact it wants to have um, is there's a author called Donald Miller um, called Building a Story Brand. Mm. And I have found that to be, I've built the whole of Mad Log around this kind of thinking um, that, you know, how to, how to tell a story, how to communicate the story, how to invite people into the story and, um, and position it. And I think, you know, if we can get, I sit in so many things and, and watch so many presentations and I just think if you just knew how to tell your story better and mm. see greater growth and greater impact because there's lots and lots of really great things happening but we just don't know how to tell story. Yeah. So building story brand, it's it's a it's a book um, that was out about a year ago, worth a read. I'd say every organization needs to read it. Um, other book, Good to Great, Get the Right People on the Bus by Jim Collins. Good hmm. to Great, um, classic, um, building a team, getting the people um, to be driven for the social impact. I, I think that's a classic as well in the leadership space. Yeah, fantastic. Well, a couple of great books, and I'll stick links to them at the bottom of the article, Dave. So, Dave, thanks so much for, for sharing your time and your generous insights today. It's it's certainly been a fascinating journey to be watching you with Madlug, and we'll look forward to, to following your journey into the future as well. Absolutely. It's been great to be with you. We'll catch up soon. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.